0: Welcome to episode 11 of All Car Radio, the All Car Leasing podcast. In today's podcast, it's just going to be me, your host, Ronnie, and uh, I am going to be talking through one of our latest blogs uh, on the website, which takes a look at the importance of uh, picking the right trim uh, to save money and ultimately get a better car when shopping around. At the end of the podcast, I'm also going to be going through the um, special offers update with the regular host of that segment on annually this week, so it'll be me taking his place. I've always been a firm believer that choosing your car should be given the same amount of thought as any other major financial decision and shouldn't be done lightly. You're likely to spend an awfully long time in your car throughout its lifetime and if it's not in a car that you don't genuinely love then it will have an impact on your happiness. So when shopping for a new car many people may quickly jump to what car they think looks good what badge may be on the bonnet before even researching the performance, the quality of the interior and even what trims are available. Uh, to see if it's got all the options that they would love for their budget. In this podcast, I'm hoping to get people to think about a specific question about their new car. What do I want my new car to have and what is my budget to get it? We're hoping that listeners of this podcast who may be looking at a new car leasing deal in the near future may stop and think a little bit more about the new car as a whole. If you ignore what badge you're looking for, for just a minute, and write down everything that you'd love for the car to have, what price range you have in mind, then you'll find that in reality it may not be the brand you had in mind that would help you achieve your list of loves at the cheapest price. With this question in mind, we're going to take a look at some similarly priced vehicles in the same segment, which shows what desirable features are included to see what combination of model and trim really hit the spot. Before I get into that, let's break down exactly what I mean when I say trims. Trims are also known as spec levels, additions and grades, are different terms for different versions of the same vehicle. Going up in trim level can add more interior comfort, tech and exterior styling, and a whole host of other things. It's to help customers upgrade or downgrade a car to suit their tastes and budget without the need to change to a different model entirely. An example of this is, in general, uh, maybe a top-of-the-range Fiesta may actually be better equipped than the bottom of of the barrel A1, but more people are probably more attracted to an Audi A1, you know, purely because it's an Audi A1 at the end of the day, where in reality, the Fiesta may be more comfortable at the top rate, uh, top spec. But obviously, the cost is a big factor into this. So in the examples later on, we're going to just compare uh, some of those models. If you think of a, any model of car as a blank canvas, with the trims there to fill in the blanks, they can straight out the lines, but with the use of different colours, types of paints, and different quality of frames to hang the picture, you can get five to six, six different pieces with striking differences between them. The difference in the final product can be huge as well as the costs, and often the target customer complete, can be completely different between the bottom of the range model and the top of the range model even though it's essentially it's the same car. An example of this is the new Ford Fiesta which comes in the following trims as of you know time of recording. ZTEC, Trend, Titanium, Titanium X, ST-Line, ST-Line X and technically the ST is technically a trim but We'll treat that as a different model of car entirely just because it's a performance model and all of the fiestas aren't. From ZTEC to Titanium X, the key difference is luxury and comfort, which scales gradually as you go up. The difference, especially inside the vehicle, is astonishing, and it may as well be a different car altogether if you were to in one and then go straight into the other. The price, however, ranges from 15 dollars to 1920, these numbers have been taken from Ford's own website, RRPs, a subject to change and probably won't be the same when you actually listen to this podcast back. Uh, anyway, the difference is 3725 which is pretty massive considering uh, the top end of the price is 19000 It's enough to upgrade completely to an entry level A1 that we mentioned earlier, which is seen as more of a premium brand. On the other side of the small hatchback market is the Premium A1, which starts at 17735 and goes up to 25690 a much bigger difference than the Fiesta's bottom range and Fiesta's top certain features, which car would be able to give you them at the cheapest price if you were going to ignore the badge? That's what this podcast aims to explore with a tongue firmly in cheek. I'm not here to tell you which vehicle is the best, as that's not the all-car approach. All we are trying to do with this podcast is to make you, if you are in the middle of shopping for a vehicle right now, is possibly just take a bit more of an interest in the trim and to really hack the beginning, what do I actually want the car to have and how much do I want to pay for it? Uh, and it may make you consider models and trims that you won't have, you know, before uh, you know, listen to this podcast and thinking about it a bit more. So, why are trims important? Well, pretty much every single vehicle on the market has different trims, with most having around three to six different levels of ready-built options. This means that you don't just have one car to consider, but five or six. Again, let's consider the Fiesta. Uh, Saying in your head, I want the new Fiesta, but with six available, which one is the right for you? You may think, well, it depends on my budget. But what if it actually depends on the comfort level? You know, you have to have this type of seat or you need privacy glass in the back or it has to look sporty. Then it does take a little bit more thinking than just I just want a Fiesta. Obviously, engines do play into it, but it's not covered in this podcast uh, or the blog post at all. This one's just looking at the trims, not the engines. If you were to put the the top-of-the-range trim next to an entry-level model next to each other, the difference would be astounding, and you begin to question what is it that you're after and how much you want to pay for it. One of the reasons I mentioned in the beginning, to ignore the badge to find the best car for you earlier, is that the the top-of-the-range car A may cost less and be a much more enjoyable drive than entry-level car B to get the same features. Some trims are for style, some for comfort, some for both beware that some trims have a specific goal in mind some are set to make the car visually appealing some to make the car more comfortable and others aim to do both the ford st line and the vauxhall vx line are good examples of these while ford's Vignale series is a good example of trims aimed for comfort and luxury some trims however do try and piece both sides but they are definitely at the more expensive and lacking but what about options well Trims are essentially ready-made packs of options. However, most models have a wider range of options which can exist outside of any trim and add even more levels of functionality, tech and exterior features. Options allow for incredible personalization at an increased cost. It may be more cost-effective to add a specific option to a lower trim than to take care of a higher trim that has that option included. For example, you'd need to get a Fiesta Titanium X for heated seats and steering wheel. Or you can pay £300 in a ZTEC to get it added on without all the rest that a Titanium X comes with it that you may not even want at all. There are, of course, options which are not included in any trim, such as door edge protectors, tow bars, CD players, believe it or not, and so on. A note with options and leasing is that it increases the likelihood that your order will have to be a factory order with a longer delivery window, so bear that in mind. Simply put, the more you customise your car, the less likely it has already been built, which is another reason why using ready-made trims is a time saver for the customer and actually for the dealer themselves. It's much easier for them to build 100 Titanium Xs than to wait for custom orders to come through the factory. And at the end of the day, most people will just be happy to get the trim and forego some of these additional expensive options. So what is the point that I'm trying to make on this podcast today? And I can appreciate that this is a bit of a long podcast, so thanks for bearing with me if you've got this far. The point I'm trying to make here is that taking notice of the trim levels, you can really dial down on the specifics of your vehicle beyond the exterior look and the badge on the grille. Trims allow you to make the model more comfortable and luxurious without having to shop around with a different manufacturer to get what you want. That mid-range car can have heated seats. That budget brand can have sat-nav and so on. And I think many people may not think um, that, that's possible. For example, a, a more budget brand like a, a, like a Kia can have almost all of the features that an Audi A1 can have. You've just got to go to almost the top range Kia to do it. But many people may not have even considered them because they didn't think it was possible at all. They may have assumed that with the Kia being more of a budget brand that it ju- it just will never have leather seats. It may never have sat nav. But that is absolutely just not true. Most people that buy cars, if you look on the road, the most common trim that people get is mid-range or below. The top of the range trims aren't that um, common, or as common as mid-range and bottom, just because people want a specific car, and the cheapest way to get that car is to go for the lower trim or the mid-range trim. They don't want to spend um, way more than the budget allows to get that badge that they really cherish. Let's see if we can find some real-life examples of popular features of cars, what trims they come in and compare two different brands to see which one comes out on top. Let's remind ourselves of the question, what do I want my new car to have and what is my budget to have it? Let's take a look at the Super Mini sector, using the manufacturer's own configurator and prices. Starting with the Fiesta Titanium X and compare with other brands in the same price bracket to see which is the most generous. The reason why we've gone for manufacturer's RRPs and not obviously our own prices are on the website It's because some of these cars may be on a special offer, so they are more cheap than what they should be. But if we use the manufacturer's default RRP without any discount, we've got a level playing field, and we are giving each of these example cars a level playing field to illustrate their case. I chose the Super Mini segment, and I'm going to start with the Fiesta Titanium X, because it's actually the car that I drive myself. So I was able to uh, compare what I've got and what these other cars have got, and, uh, You know, I've got a better idea of what I'm talking about. So anyway, Fiesta Titanium X's RRP is 19,720. Some of the outstanding features that it's got is heated front seats, heated steering wheel, partial, partial leather seats, 16-inch alloy wheels, climate control, a key-free system, and a cruise control with limiter. This is quite a lot for a car in its segment, but it is the top, of, well, almost at the top of the range, just below the Vignale. 19,720 is quite expensive. Um, when you compare it with the other ones I'm about to go through now. But it is packed full of features. So it'll be quite interesting to see the other cars that it's competing against uh, within the same price, well, similar price bracket and see how it stacks up. The first competitor I'm going to look at is the Kia Rio GT Line S. This is the top of the range Kia Rio and comes in at 18,285, which is a grand and a half less than the Titanium X. So, it's got 17-inch alloy wheels, climate control, heated front seat, and reversing camera, leather steering wheel, and cruise control. So, pretty much everything the Fiesta Titanium X has um, for a grand and a half less. The alloy wheels are bigger. This is an incredible, or incredibly generous car for the cost and what you get. It's cheaper than the Fiesta Titanium X, and it's pretty much got everything it has bar maybe the key-free system. The only difference is it's got a Kia badge on the bonnet instead of a Ford. Next in line is the Corsa SRI VX line, which comes in at $18,050, so cheaper yet than the real, but significantly cheaper than the Fiesta Titanium X. Uh, But it doesn't have almost any of those outstanding features that Titanium X has or the GT-Line S. Uh, But it does have 17-inch alloy wheels and cruise control, but it's significantly cheaper. Next is the Polo SEL, which is 18,700. Comes with climate control, 16 inch alloy wheels, parking sensors, and 11 steering wheel. Doesn't have partial leather seats. Um, it doesn't have heated seats, but it is £1,000 cheaper than a Fiesta. And lastly, the car that we mentioned a couple of times so far is the A1 Sportback Sports trim. Comes in at 19,735, has 16-inch alloy wheels, parking sensors, cruise control, leather steering wheel, but it does not have heated seats, and it doesn't have partial, or well, fully or partial leather seats. So the A1 Sportback is pretty much the most expensive car here, but other than the Corsa, it has, oh, well, it matches the Polo's trims, but it has less than the Rio and the Fiesta, and it costs the most expensive. So this is one example of a badge, but you don't get as much as a lower badge with a higher trim. It all sounds complicated, but the takeaways from this little exercise is that the Kia Rio in particular will have a lot more added bonus at the cheapest price of all the examples, meaning go up to the top trim on some models gives you more than a lower trim on a premium brand by far. The Fiesta Titanium X is the most well-equipped, but it is at the top um, in terms of cost. The course is one of the cheapest, but you don't get a lot in that. The sweet spot is actually the Kia Rio, with this in mind. If you had £20,000 to spend, which one would you take if you were allowed to pocket the change? And clearly, based on you know just a, just a little bit of research to be fair, the Kia Rio is the best value for money in all of these comparisons that we've got. Just by going up in the trim, the Rio has allowed itself to be comparable to a, a mid-range A1 and have more at a cheaper cost. So it goes back to the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make here is don't ignore trims. If you want the best value for money when shopping for your car, which is a huge financial decision, do pay attention to the trims. Maybe write down a list of loves that you would really like to see in a new car, whether it's leather seats, sat-nav, whatever, and write down your budget. If you are overly obsessed with a badge, that you are hell-bent on getting a Volkswagen, or a Ford, or a VW. Just know that if you were to look at trims and maybe a different manufacturer, you could not only have a nicer car with more features, but it would save you money in doing so. Just look at the example of the Kia Rio, for example. It is, in the examples that we've done, and it was only a bit of fun to be fair, don't take it you know, all to heart, but it did show that the Kia Rio gave you an awful lot more than most of the others at an extremely reasonable price. Obviously, that's not to say that the A1 isn't a fantastic car or the Fiesta, Corsa or Polo. But in this example, the Rio was by far the best value for money in terms of added bonuses. Obviously, the A1 has a lot of other things uh, going for it. For example, it's got fantastic engines and so on. But strictly speaking about trims, uh, it did lead the way quite a bit. Anyway, that's it for now. If you wanted to read uh, the blog that this podcast is based on, just just follow the links in the show notes, or just visit our website, and it'll be there in the, one of the most recent. And if you agree, disagree, or just have some criticisms about this very short, tongue-in-cheek stuff, then by, by all means, give us a comment on Facebook, uh, leave us a comment on the blog post itself, or send us an email. We're always happy to get feedback. Um, or even if you've got another example uh, that you'd like us to look at, we've only looked at the Super Mini uh, segment, for example, then of course just, just let us know. and We may update this podcast, off, well, we can't update the podcast, but we'll do a, a follow up of some other point based on feedback. But anyway, the next is uh, the final segment is just taking a look at some of the special offers we've got going on right now. I'm just going to blist past these because there's quite a few deals we've got on right now, which you can see them all from the special offers page. But here's a quick rundown. Uh, the Jag XF 2L R Sport deal, there's not many of them left, and the deal is due to run out, I think, any week now. You can get that for 2.57 INC VAT a month. Golf R deal, one of the most popular deals we've ever had, £300 a month. Uh, an astonishing deal on the Jag I-PACE, which you can now grab for 4.39 INC VAT a month. That's an incredible deal, that. 439 is a lot to pay in a month, but the I-PACE is an electric Jag, and the top one of the most modern cars on the road. Um, a firm favourite of mine, the Fiesta Titanium X One Two Five EcoBoost. You can get grab that for 145 Inc VAT a month. We've got a deal on the A4 Audi A4 35 TFSI S Line 231 pounds Inc VAT a month. Uh, the seriously hot hatch. Polo GTI DSG, can you believe it? You can get it for £187 a month. And lastly, the new Evoque um, for £275, including VAT, a month. If you're thinking to yourself, gum, these are great deals, they can't be right, then you're wrong. So head on to our website before these cars are out of stock. Thanks again for tuning in uh, to another episode of All Car Radio and we look forward to having you again.